0: to lead a young man to the Lord on Thursday. Amen. Hallelujah. They led a friend of the Lord the week before. So we've got 48 more to go. Amen. Amen. we want you to, if you are blessed of God, to be able to help someone rededicate their life to the Lord. Yeah. Who are born again. We want to know that. Amen. Yeah. We want to know that. And uh, be sure to let them know about our church and that we're here to help them yeah. in any way that we can. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we could go home right now and feel blessed. (laughs) Amen. But we want to get into the word. God, we believe that your uh, priority for you and the earth is to build, to build as we're about to see strong local churches who are established on your word and who know how to flow and move with your spirit. And so, Lord, we thank you, Father, for the word. The word is a vital and will always be a paramount part of our ministry and our lives. Open it up to us, Holy Spirit. Teach us. God, our hearts are open to receive, to be taught, to embrace the word as it's presented to us in truth and compassion love and boldness. God, we decide to let that word change us, not to leave the same. We know that hearing is vitally important, but James said it's not the hearer that's blessed, it's the doer that's blessed. And so, Father, I thank you for a room full of doers, people in the online part of our service today who are doers of the word, and we give you the glory for all that shall come about in Jesus' name. And everybody said Amen. Amen. And so if you're brand new with us, we've been in a series for a number of of weeks. My archive team tells me that this is lesson number 11 along this line. And uh, so we've said a lot. Praise God. About the local church, uh, that uh, you need to go back and rehearse. Even if you were here for every one of those lessons, Amen. The podcast is free. The live stream replays are free. If you want MP3s, you can get those CDs if you want them. And uh, but let these things change. I don't know how much longer we'll go. I kind of feel like we're coming to the end of, uh, of this part, and I want to get into a series on the family. Amen.
1: God's begun to talk to
0: me about our families uh, in the last days, and. He gave me a message I'm not going to preach to you this morning, but uh, about raising godly kids in an ungodly age. Amen. amen. And so he cares about our family. So, Amen. Stay tuned. But, you know, when we, we shift from one ministry focus to another, we should not forget or let go
1: of all the time
0: and all the things that the Spirit emphasizes. But we just build one upon the other. Amen. amen. In Matthew 16, you know where I'm going if you've been here. Uh, verse number 16. We have the recorded answer of Simon Peter, one of Jesus' uh, inner circle disciples. Jesus said to the disciples, Who do you say that I am? And I don't want to get diverted on that. I can really preach on that. You know, all of eternity is going to swing on the answer to that question. Heaven or hell swings on the answer to that question. Who do you say that I am? Well, Simon Peter stepped forward and responded, Thou art, you are the Christ. Now, Christ is not Jesus' last name. Amen. It's a messianic title. It's a title of their promised deliverer, king, and savior. It means the anointed one and his anointing. Right? The one who is anointed and the one who anoints. Praise God. That's Jesus. And Peter stood in the midst and said, You are the long wicked Christ. You are the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it yeah, for the church. Right. He goes on and says, And I will give unto thee, and he doesn't just mean Peter here. Amen. But to all of the disciples, to all of us. And I will give unto you the keys. Now, keys are symbols in the Bible of authority, of access to divine privilege. I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you shall loose on the earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, I, love, I love the King James Bible. It's my primary source of study. And uh, but I, I like it. We don't really use those words bind and loose like that too much anymore. Unless you have a horse or an ox or a donkey or something tied up around. And... Uh, What the Jews would have understood, what a better word in modern terms would be for us, is whatever you permit, instead of loose. In other words, whatever you permit on the earth will be permitted in the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. And whatever you bind or whatever you forbid, that would be the better word. Whatever you forbid, that's really eye-opening, isn't it? Whatever you forbid on the earth will be backed up and will be forbidden in the spirit realm answers a lot of questions about what in the world is going on. I believe there's a God. I want to believe He's good. I do believe He's good. But how do I explain the condition of the earth? And the death and the tragedy and the sorrow and the sickness and the hunger and the disease and the abuse and the perversion and the sin. It's right there. It goes all the way back to the book of Genesis. God didn't say, I'm putting you in the earth and I'm in charge. He said, Adam, I'm putting you in the earth. And he said, have dominion. And he promptly turned it over to the devil. Thus, the best we have today. And still today, it's a wonderful revelation if you have faith enough to receive it. What I forbid, God will back me up. What I for, I seek, so I forbid tragedy. I forbid sickness. I forbid to be overcome by evil. I forbid, I forbid. the enemy to overcome me. Anymore. That doesn't mean I'm anything great, but I'm just using the key he gave me. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. And you have to have faith. And when Satan comes against you, you've got to have enough faith to stand there and say, In the name of Jesus, no you don't. Okay. No you don't. I recognize you it's not God it sickness. That's the devil. That's the devil. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I bind that. I bind all the works of the devil. Yeah. And heaven says, back him up. Back her up. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we can preach on that. Sometimes we should. But Jesus said, and this is where we sort of left off on Wednesday evening. He said, I will build my church. So, what does this verse, this phrase, reveal to us about what is a priority for Jesus? The church. To build the church. What is Jesus passionate about? The church. The church. The building up of the church. Turn with me to the book of Ephesians. Over to the right into of the New Testament. To the book of Ephesians chapter 5. And let's over get, get over into that section of scripture where we, uh, we think about marriage and we teach how to marriage on this. But I will flip this on its head a little bit. Not in an unscriptural way or a bad interpretation way. But we just look at it from a marriage point of view. Let's look at it from a church point of view. Because Paul, talking about marriage, teaching about husbands and wives and the different roles, he said this is a great mystery. <clears throat> right? But he kept pointing the marriage dynamic back to Christ and the church. Christ and the church. And uh, so let's, let's take a look at that. In Ephesians chapter uh, 5, verse number 21, it says, Submitting yourselves one unto another in the fear of God. Wives submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord for the husband is the head of the wife. Notice he did not say "Men, and man is the head of the woman. Amen. Come on. Come on. Amen. 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 You think guys that you're the head of my wife. Yeah. Try that. <laughs> That's not the work. Amen. As Christ is the head of the church. He is. Now, what does it say? Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject to Christ, so let wives be to their husbands and everything. Amen. Notice that. How is the church supposed to relate to Christ? We are to be subject to Him. How are we doing with that? The church is made up of individual members. Right? Not the building. Individual members. Not accusing. Just asking. From as a member of the church toward the head of the church. Are you subject unto him? Are you submitted unto him in your church life? Or is that out of order? Yeah, no condemnation. I'm just asking. I'm here to help, not hurt. Amen. 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 The title of my message this morning, and wow, I've seen all the time this, uh, again, is Why the Glory Departed. Why the Glory Departed. And uh, I'm thankful that we, we have a measure of glory. God's, man, I, you can define them. Trying to define the word glory is difficult for the, you know, people a lot smarter than me, theologians. But I define it very simply this way. The glory of God is the manifest presence of God. That's his quote. The glory of God is the manifest presence and goodness of God. And uh, amen. And I'm so grateful for the measure of glory we have. But could you acknowledge, there's more. There's so many. If you've done any, paid attention. Again, don't know where everyone is in their journey. Uh, But just even go back 100 years and what God did. In a little A-frame church with cinder block legs and plank chairs. In a little place, you know, in Los Angeles in the Azusa Street, Vermont. Right? Just what God did back then. They said the glory of God, the manifest presence of God in the form of a cloud was so thick. It was documented historical facts. So thick that the kids, they didn't have children's nurseries like they that back then. They didn't have that kind of resource for money. Uh, amen. But the kids would play like, hide and seek from each other in that hole. <laughs> That's how I think it was. Amen. Hallelujah. It's reported that people got in there and uh, they didn't have a broken arm, they didn't have an arm. Amen. And an arm would be formed right in mean, the midst they just were in that presence, in that oh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I just don't know about uh, where you are, but I'm hungry. I'm hungry. To experience, I'm happy to walk by faith, but I want to experience God. Amen. Amen. And uh, part of what church ought to be is a corporate encounter with God. You ever came to our new members class? One of the things we just tell people right up front: not, it's no pressure. Not, but you're not going to do well here. You're not going to fit here. I'm going to be petting your fur backwards all the time i know how irritating that would have to be, right? Amen. That if you're not okay with, maybe you don't understand everything, but you, you have to at least be okay contending, reaching, wanting, desiring for God to move in our midst in biblical and balanced ways. Amen. 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 And uh, praise God. Some people are. Some people aren't. But we are. And we want more. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, we ought to ask the questions, why don't we have more? Is, is this God just have a, this is how revival comes That God just has a time out there on the calendar and it's going to stink and be dry and dead until you get that date on the calendar. And then God's going to pour out his spirit whether you like it or not. That's not, that's not how that comes. In fact, I heard my pastor make this statement. It just so, uh, provoked me. I I liked it so much. I want to rehearse it to you. The statement was, uh, Christians didn't know. Spirit filled Christians. They should never need revival. They don't need revival. They should not be praying for revival for themselves. They should stir themselves up. Any spirit-filled Christian that feels like they need revival, they don't need revival. They just need to stir themselves up. And it's easy to get into a place where life and circumstance happens, and distractions and pressures, and we just we didn't need to get there, but we our of got beached. You know, we're not in the river anymore and things got dry, we're baking in the sun of life. Amen. Well, there's nothing wrong with the water, and there's nothing wrong with the well. I said, You just need to get back over here and stir right. We need to stir ourselves up. Don't let yourself come into church, apathetic. Don't come let yourself come into church without an expectation. Don't don't come in here if you're a tire, don't come in flat. Amen. Because pastor has it within his mantle from Jesus to air up flat tires, but that, I don't want that to be my whole ministry. I am not spiritual fix-a-flat for your crisis. Because you're not meditating the tread on your tires. Amen. Paul told Timothy, a man you know he was a young man, but he had been trained since birth by his mom to know the faith, to know the scriptures. He was spirit-filled, he'd been had hands laid on him, he was alone, he was praying, right? And now he's in history and he's in the heat of it. And Paul tells Timothy, stir up! Stir up the gift of God, Timothy. He didn't say pray to God for revival, he said, stir yourself. Yeah. Amen. Revival is for others. Amen. We know. Well, maybe you don't get right like you know, but you got. Hallelujah. No, we've got God on the inside of us. I don't care whether you speak in tongues, you don't speak in tongues. You are a Christian. You have God living on the inside of you. Your body is the temple of God. And when God filled Solomon's temple all those thousands of years ago, the minister couldn't even stand up. They were all falling out over the wall. Nope, right? Anyway, what am I talking about? I'm talking about, well, one thing we need to do is we need to be subject to Christ. It should not be easy for us to just dismiss, right? Be dismissive and neglectful of what the head of the church has said about the church, our role in the church, the importance of the church, your place in the church. How do Christians today justify. How do pastors today justify not having their churches over? Save that, pastor. You know the argument right? There's a virus out there. There's always a virus and there's always going to be a virus. There always is. And I'm not diminishing. We've had people in our church with a fight. Amen. Amen. But thank God we prayed them out of the fight. Amen. And they're on the, right? Amen. 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 Glory to God. There's nowhere that I can find in the scripture where Jesus said, neglect not the assembling of yourselves together unless it's dangerous. That's not what that scripture says. If you can find that translation and it's true to the Greek, let me know. But if you study the book of Revelation, they were having church, the church of Ephesus, the church of Smyrna, one of those churches, Jesus personally said, I know you're having church where Satan lives. Uh-oh. And he didn't say, y'all ought to go online for a while. You know, he didn't say any of that. He said, hold fast, be faithful to the death. Then overcomes. I'm going to give you a crown. I'm going to give you a name. I'm going to give you a place. I'm going to give you a reward. Yeah. Are you with me this morning? Yeah. Come on, the church has got to go forward. Yeah. He already redeemed us from sickness. He redeemed us from disease. We redeemed our lives from tragedy. We either believe the Bible or we don't. Right. You know how Pastor Reed is right? If the Bible isn't true, if it's alive, it's just if we're just here doing stuff and I'm just doing this to feel good, get a paycheck, go home, then I'm gonna go back to drink the beer. And that's what a lot of preachers have done. Yeah,
1: say that, Pastor.
0: But bless God, the Bible is real, it's the inspired word of God. God is alive. a great Savior. He's a great healer. He's a great protector. He's a provider. Glory. It's time for you to rise up if you're not. And have faith in the Bible. Amen. Get acquainted with our great God. He is the God who split the Red Sea. Heads float. Iron axe heads float. Glory to God. He fed millions of people without a Walmart. Yes. Woo. For 40 years, he made the best sandals you ever saw. Walking around in the plains of the desert in the heat, those sandals wouldn't wear out. The clothes wouldn't wear out. Come on. He's the God that showed himself faithful to Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. The they yeah. threw come in in a fire. They wouldn't bow God climbed in the fire
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. 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 Rex and I were talking about the other day I can't have a little campfire for 10 minutes And not go in the house and breathe like smoke Gotta have a shower They were thrown into a burning hot fire furnace And came out not even Spent a
1: lifetime.
0: Woo and I'm telling you what it ought not be hard for you Christians to love the church, want the church, serve the church, be in the church, build the church. And amen.
1: That's
0: why I let go of a precious person one time to work for me. Because they the last straw, it wasn't the only straw, it was just the last straw. Is they called in sick to a heathen service. And they work for me. That may sound hard. That may sound harsh to you, but I want people around me to have faith. Yes. Amen. Good preacher. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not mad anybody. Glory. I
1: I'm excited.
0: What's Jesus up to right now? I can't see. What's he up to? Building the church. Building the church. Oh, man. Praise God. Let's read a little more here. We're in uh, Ephesians chapter 5, right? Woo, glory. glory. Amen. Glory to God. Glory this is not, please don't, don't, you on him. Or I, I mean, we had people spying on our live stream. It's funny. They spy on the live stream. But one of the, one of the comments we got this week was, no masks, no uh, social distance. That was their, that was their headline comment. You know, like, like we didn't tell people or advertise, you know, how we're doing. God bless. Praise <laughs> God. People are free, right? People are free to do what is best for them. Right? What they What they want to do. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Listen to me. If we're a message, church. Don't take it off. I don't know. I it's not I'm not better and you're not worse. Right it's just whatever we want to do. Right exactly. but it's just what I'm saying is people are so yeah. touchy yeah. feeling. You just can't say nothing. I just can't. Live. And I can't pass it. And I'm like, not Amen. 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 Praise God. We just need to let uh I like this statement the Lord helped me to say one time. He said uh uh, he helped me to say, uh, well, he said it to me, don't ever let anyone take away from you your right and responsibility to be led by me. Amen. Yourself. Amen. That makes sense? I, I have a responsibility to be led. God told me, go to God, right, go to God.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: God told me that, God told me that. I don't care what people think.
1: Don't let anyone ever
0: take away your privilege and your right to be led by the word of God for yourself. Amen. 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 Praise God. Alright. I'm still trying to read about this mystery. (laughs) (laughs) Do you see this? The church is supposed to be subject to Christ. You're supposed to live your life as an individual member of the church fully submitted to the Lord. And not just in your personal walk with you toward the church. And do you know this? Do you know that Jesus works through delegated authority? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to on yeah. All right. So it says, so that wives, verse 24, be subject to their own husbands and everything. Husbands, love your wives. Amen. Even as Christ also loved the church Amen. and gave himself Amen. for it.
1: Amen.
0: Will that not preach? Yep. Yeah. We want to get revelation about the church. We don't want to lose. Satan wants the body of Christ in the earth today to take advantage of all the reasons he has given Christians to forsake the church. That's
1: right.
0: To stay home. To not serve. We cannot take the devil up on all of those opportunities and reasons. There's a work to be done. I'm not playing around. This is 2021 here, guys. This thing ain't going to go on forever. Okay. We're at the end of the church age. Yeah. And people are going to hell in our community at far too great a rate. Yeah. Yeah. But if, if it will help you, look at Jesus' mind and heart through the church.
1: Amen.
0: He what? Yeah. As long as He was convenient? No. no. As long as He was safe? No. no. Oh, Jesus did a lot of unsafe things. When he left heaven to come to the earth, that was not safe. It was because he had faith and all of that. But you understand. Amen. Even as Christ, now he loved the church. I, okay, I'm not pointing at you. I'm pointing at Chris. Do you love? body of Christ. Do you love church? Do you love the believers? Do you love the brethren? Do you want to be around them? Do you want to help them? Do you want to bless them? Do you want to know them? Something's wrong with your Christianity. If you're okay, live it by yourself. My spiritual father, he was carnal. He was a sinner expert. He had a PhD in sin when he met Jesus. He was an alcoholic. He said you know, people talk about their family tree. I fell off the nut tree. (laughs) And family full of nuts.
1: <laughs> That's what he said.
0: He said, I, I had a guy named Jimmy Fraser at my construction, at the union, but, and he wouldn't leave me alone. And he kept saying stuff that you don't say to construction guys, like, I love you. I'm praying for you. That guy, you don't say that to a construction, pipefitter union partner. Right? I love you. I said, "Back then, no, no, you don't really even do that." And kept witnessing, kept witnessing, kept witnessing. And then Jimmy Frazier—he kept going off to the bathrooms, Didn't you know? Like, where is he going? And because he said later, he said, "Well, Jimmy told me he said uh, I had to go to the bathroom to pray in the spirit because you cussed me and you persecuted me and you made fun of me for my—and I had to go because I was about to get out of faith and out of love for you. But I had to go into the bathroom and pray myself back into love." But he kept witnessing the doctor to pray. Finally he said, if you go to church with me one time, if I go to church with you one time, will you leave me alone about this Jesus? He said, yes. So he went to church. Went to church that Sunday morning? Same of God's church. A little Filipino woman stood up in the front row during the service and prayed in tongues. And he went, woo, here on tip. <laughs> What What's that? And then her husband uh, stood up, gave the interpretation, spoke right to him. Mm-hmm. He said, I don't know what that preacher preached. I just couldn't wait for them to open the altar and ran down there and got saved. Now I told you that story. Wow. I told you that story. He's got no experience. He's got even he know anything about Christianity, churchiosity, he didn't know what protocol is. He doesn't know nothing. He said, What do I do now? They said, we've got to search tonight, come back tonight, bring your Bible. Well, the only Bible they had is a big Catholic Bible, a big one, in the white one with the Mother Mary on the yeah. So here he comes. <laughs> How did things begin? How did things begin? He came back. Yeah. He didn't just get saved to be content with His name written in the Lamb's Book of Life but now He wants to go back to the world and live like a sinner. I didn't get saved to live like a sinner. I didn't get saved to live the same. I got saved so I could live different. Amen. Amen. And Dr. Frank said just immediately, he, they, they said they just were horrified, and they took that Bible and they put that in the car. And here's a here's a King James Bible. Amen. So he's at church, Amen. and after service he comes to the pastor. Everybody's gone. He's come to the pastor. He said, uh, "I want a job. I want a job. What can I do around here?" And the pastor's like shocked. And he got a church full of people that come every day, and they don't get He's like, I was all out for the devil. I had a car club and did this and did that and all organized all this sin. I'd like to have a job around here. What can I do to help? He said, I don't have anybody cleaning bullets. He goes, that's my job. Amen. He did that for six years.
1: Amen.
0: He said, He said, I questioned some people's salvation experience. Because when I got saved, I got saved. Amen. He said, when I got saved, I had a hunger. I didn't know anything. But I wanted to be around God's people. Yes. He said, we had three services a week. Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. That wasn't enough for me, so I went down to 10 Challenge, And then he started preaching at the reservations. He could not get enough. God used to took him around the world. Blew probably 20 million airline lines. Going all around the world. Preaching the gospel. Mentoring up God and many other preachers. What am I saying? It's evidence that your Christianity is real. Is that you have a love for the church. Right? You have a love for the church. It's not easy for you to be gone. Perpetually. From the bottom. When you be real good on your finger to you separate and let it stay separated from your body. Yeah. Right? Amen. Amen. I'm almost done. Jesus loved the church, he gave himself for yeah. it. Come on, we're running out of time here. But to what degree did he give himself to the church? Well, maybe we'll get my cat and I tell you something about it. <laughs> he gave all that could be he gave all that was required. Amen. Just so happened, all that was required was everything he could do. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Right. He lived. He died. Amen. He endured the wickedness. They spit on him. The Lord. The Holy One, the Son of God. He knew anymore. Brace the dead. healed multitudes. Fed the multitudes. He spat it. Pulled his beard out with him crowned him with a crown of thorns. They crucified. Him. He did it. Hebrews 12 says why he did it for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. He despised the shame. Why? Because he saw him. He saw me. He saw the father's desire to redeem and win back his fame and fulfilled. And he said, if, if I have to drink this cup, father, this is the only way your will be done not mine I want you to have a family and you got a lot of today that do like the family and that's it yeah. greeting is too much that's an inconvenience serve children in the back you're asking too much but if you let me come into church any way I want I have to turn around backwards and some jam put a little coffee holder here have somebody serving maybe a donut Reach about ten minutes and tell me how good I am. Maybe I'll come. That's the attitude. A lot of people have in here. And let's let's close. I want to encourage you. I don't know. I know. I know. I'm not for everybody. I I know. But I like this kind of preaching. Give it to me strong. Give it to me straight.
1: Don't cloud it. I'm too, I'm too messed
0: up. I'm too messed up. I got too much problems. Just tell me what I gotta do. My marriage is falling apart. My kids are weird. I'm taking 25 pharmaceuticals. Right? We don't have time to don't say that. You mess around? Don't have time to mess around. So let's, let's close. I want to read this scripture here in 1 Samuel 4. Because I told you the title. I'm not even to get to the punchline. 1 Samuel chapter 4. Oh, glory. Could you say, you need some help this morning. Yeah. Who's got that? at? Nobody. But he wants to manifest himself. But he has to have a response from us. He has to at least see some things in us. A willingness, a hunger, a desire. Amen. He just won't move. And the torch that I believe is in the hand of this generation, get the hardness in and bring Jesus back to earth. That's the torch that's in our hand. That's what I believe. That torch, I believe Jesus just to let that torch die out. Amen. Let it go to the greenish generation. We're just going to advocate our responsibility. Amen. God says, well, maybe, maybe people face age. Maybe people decode age. Maybe people are exes Maybe they'll do it. I don't want to be dying off in the wilderness. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I'm determined to do my part. Yes. So, how do we do this in a minute or two? Okay. So... <laughs> In 1 Samuel 2, okay, you have Eli the high priest, all right, and he's a bad guy. He's tainted, he's polluted, he's corrupt. And that's bad. It's one thing to have pollution and corruption in the goat, but to have it in the temple, that's pretty bad. And he had his boys helping him out, Hophne and Phinehas, and they were worse. And Daddy knew what they were doing. They were using the door of the temple as a pickup place for girls. And then they would use their spiritual influence and position to move them to the back room to have girls. Then they would steal and mishandle people's offerings and steal it, take it for themselves. And that he knew about. it, And when he found out about it, he gave a little slap on the wrist and don't do that boys. God doesn't like it. And that's about all there was too. I mean, after all, these are my children.
1: Yeah.
0: God spoke through the prophet's in just a boy at that time. He had a, he heard the word of the Lord, and Eli said, tell me what the word of the Lord said. Don't hold it back, or let everything he said come on you. So he goes, all right, here, here you go. And he said, you, Eli, you honor your children more than me. And because you honor your children more than me, you and your children will die on the same day. And here's what's going to be the future in your seed, your family line. There will not be an old man in your house. There will never be an old man in your house. You have been judged. He made this statement, 1 Samuel 2, 30. you in 1 Samuel 4. He said, for those that honor me, him I will honor, but those who despise me will be like this yeah. you know God loves us all but he's a truth teller and he's going to deal with us equitably yeah. according to his word that's right. and I'm scared for Christians in this generation because there's a whole lot of stuff that modern-day untaught Christians believe yeah. stuff that's okay that this book says oh yeah. right then get back in the book amen. And so, when you get to 1 Samuel 4, 17, uh, Eli's sons have gone out to battle against the Philistines with the other army. Word gets back that there has been a great slaughter. Okay? Eli, or Hophni and of the boys, are dead. The Ark of the Covenant has been taken. Mm-hmm. What does this tell you? What did the Ark of the Covenant represent? Back fact. The Manifest Presence of God. It was taken by pagan army, by enemy. Amen. News comes back to Eli that his boys are dead. There's been a great slaughter and defeat and the ark that he was the steward of is departed. It has been taken. He's a 90 plus year old man. He's described as being heavyset. years hears news. He falls off the back of the school, breaks his neck, and dies. So the prophecy is fulfilled. Amen. Now, one of the boys' daughter-in-law, this is where we're going to close right here, witnesses all this. She is pregnant and at the point of birth. And in verse 17, it says, And the messenger answered and said, Israel is fled before the Philistines, and there have been also a great slaughter among the people. And thy two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, they are dead, and the ark of God is taken. And it came to pass when he made mention of the Ark of God that he fell from off the seat backward by the side of the gate and his neck breaking, and he died for he was an old man in heaven. And he had judged Israel forty years. And his daughter-in-law, Phinehas' wife, was with child near to be delivered. And when she heard uh, the tidings that the Ark of God uh, was taken and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, She bowed herself and travailed for her pains came upon her. In other words, she now entered into labor. And about the time of her death, so here she is dying in childhood, the woman that stood by her said unto her, Fear not, for thou hast borne a son. See, good news, good news, your lineage shall continue. But she answered not, neither did she regard it, and she named the child Ichabod, saying, the glory is departed from Israel. Because the ark of God was taken because of her father in law and her husband. And she said, The glory is departed from Israel, for the ark of God is taken. And she got it. What does Ichabod mean? Well, the margin in my Bible says Ichabod means where is the glory? Here's my closing thought. Something wrong with Our Are Christians asking this today? People keep preaching about miracles. People keep preaching about signs. People keep preaching about God's a God of Eden. Where is it? They say. Where are the miracles? Where are the signs? Where is the big move? Is it on God's side? They think it's on God's side. But it's not. What cost Israel the glory? The favor? The manifest presence of God. I'll give it to you another show. Dishonor in the house, dishonor for the house, from the leadership on down. Amen. 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 I declare it's not. Aren't you glad? As we go, it is not. This place is not the first church of Jacob. But I declare and decree it never will be. Amen. 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 God help us. God wants to pour out his spirit. We can stand up. God wants to pour out his glory, his power, his might. Amen. And the more we will have a regard for his church, love his church, cherish his church. Amen. Later in Ephesians 5, he talked about the church, a bride should be presented to her husband like a chaste virgin, like the church is to Christ. Think about that. That means we're supposed to be with glorious, without spotting blood, so it matters what you do out there when you come back in here. Don't go out there and sin all week and come in here and expect me to clean you up. I will do it. I'll have you do it. God is so merciful, but we won't have the glory. We'll just be spending all of our services trying to get people to repent. Amen. People to repent, he wants people to be restored, but he's got much for us. Yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. No out here. Amen. So instead, honor for the house. Amen. Honor for the house. We could have glory. People's lives could be changed and transformed. I have gone on long enough. Praise God, Father. We bow our heads to you today. Glory to God. How much of it am I taking back? Not a word. Hallelujah lord you're helping us and i just thank you father for a congregation who's stirring themselves to not be okay with no glory not to be okay with dry dip, go through the motions church but oh father you long to reveal yourself you long to heal and to set free to restore to demonstrate yourself in our midst. So Father, I just pray that as we depart that the meditation of our heart might be how does this affect me? How does this relate to me? What could I do? What could I change in my attitude, my mind, my heart, my mindset, my actions that would aid and assist and bring more honor to the church? To what God is endeavoring to do. And to certainly not do anything or have an attitude or approach that would take away. I thank you, Father, for that. For the answer for all of us for that. With every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here today and you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life. You do not want to die and go to hell. You want to be saved. You recognize Jesus paid your price. And you're ready to give your life to him. Just raise your hand real fast. I'm already over time. But if you want to be saved? Yes, I see your name. Put it down. Praise God. Aren't you glad I went that way? Oh, thank God. Out there online, still in the auditorium, how about you, you are a Christian? You need to rededicate your life to God. Because you've been living away from him, an uncommitted life, but you want to recommit your life to Jesus. Right where you stand, you can pray a prayer Amen. have your life be dedicated to the Lord. Anybody want that? They're like that. Yeah, I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. God bless you. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. I see your hand over there in the far corner. Far right. I see it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Woo, come on. This is work. Come on. We're not late in church. We're right on time. Right. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. praise God. Praise God. Anyone else? People are making decisions. Oh, praise God. Maybe you come back Wednesday Lord will let me out. I'll talk to you about a scroll of remembrance. You won't know that. I it. Praise God. Okay, quickly. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. For those that raise their hands, all you've got to do is let your heart meet. That's all. And let your mouth Speak the words. And, you know, just loud enough your own ears. it. God's going to meet you right where you are. And all of us, we're jumping in with you. You're not alone. Say, Father, Father I, give my life to you. I give my life to you. Take my life. I come as I am. You know it all anyway. I repent of all my sins. And I ask you to forgive me. Cleanse my, cleanse my life, my soul, my, soul. my account. My account. Give, me give me a fresh. Jesus, come into my life. Jesus, my life. Be, be my Lord. Be, Lord. be my Savior. I give my life to you. I, give my life to you. And I embrace all you have. Help me now to live for you. In a committed way. The rest of my, my days. God, God raised you from the dead. I have believed it in my heart. In my heart. Now I've said, my I've said it with my mouth. That means. That means I'm, right I'm right with God. I'm saved. I'm, saved. I'm going to heaven. Going to heaven. Thank, Amen. You, Thank you Father. In Jesus name. In Jesus. Amen. 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 Uh, you make a good Arlene. Praise God! Would you step out of your river here? <laughs> you make a good Arlene. Listen, we're about to break here, and we'll be mingling around. People willing to be departing. Listen, I have a gift for you: two two small books that tell you what your next steps should be. Some scripture. I wrote a little book about what does that all that stuff mean about being filled with the Spirit, speaking in tongues. Just uh, stuff as a gift. If you don't have those, Reverend Marilyn, we'll get them from the bookstore, Brother Scott, the little blue book. And just come and say hi to Marilyn and uh, let her know. Uh, that's Miss Arlene. <laughs> <laughs> there she is, but, but anyway, just come get that gift. And uh, if you have any questions or need prayer, uh, they'll help you with that. Uh, but we're so excited. So just because, we're again, we have a goal. We're actually, uh, close your eyes again. i to embarrass you. Close your eyes. Okay, so the one, I think we had one, right? Brand new, first time I got saved today. Raise your hand if that you. We had one. One. Okay, one. All right, the rest, you rededicated your life to Jesus today. Raise your hand. One, two, three, four, five. Praise God. Okay. Why is it about the numbers? Numbers are people.
1: Yes.
0: Amen. Thank you for hanging with me, especially first time business. Yes. Amen. Uh, come back again. We love you. We love to meet you. I'm going to dismiss, but I, I mingle mean, around here. Oftentimes, I'm the last person to be glad to know it. So, what up? out. So, whatever. Oh yeah, all you givers, uh, your contribution statement for your tax. My daughter Faith has that box, so we don't have to mail it. Amen. Come get it. All right. God bless everybody. You're dismissed. We love you. See you Wednesday.